Well, yeah, I got hurt. You know, we were pulling wire through the ceiling. The ceiling fell on my head. Oh. You know, cut, cut the top of my nose. So I was bleeding profusely, and and they didn't they didn't care. I mean, the guy that I was working with, he was just said, "Keep working, keep working." Meet Octavia Williams. He's an electrician. And then I, I never forget, you know, I remember this little, I went outside and this little kid said, come, let me take you to the hospital, a young kid. Oh my God. I said, I didn't know that a hospital was right around the corner. So your kid took me to the hospital and my own co-workers, they didn't give a damn. They just continued working and leave me alone. I was like, wow, this is really, really, these guys are something else, you know what I mean? This was his first significant injury as a non-union electrician in the U.S. And despite the inconsideration of his coworkers, the aftermath of this injury was even more taxing. And mind you, uh, in the non-union world, you know, there weren't no uh, medical coverage. So, okay, yeah. So when you go to these emergency rooms and whatnot, you're getting the bill. <laughs> you're paying. Boss ain't giving you no medical coverage, you know. Mm -hmm. And they weren't forced either by the government, you know, back then to give you medical coverage. So you're on your own. At this point, I should probably tell you that Octavio is my father. He is what we call a journeyman, a worker skilled in a building trade or craft. More specifically, he specializes in electrical work. Sitting across from him in the living room of our apartment, I can see the two-inch scar across the bridge of his nose, a constant reminder of the dangers on electrical jobs. But the stories that scars tell are often complex, a reminder of pain, but also of healing. And this one is no different. Hi, my name is Jaden Williams, and this is the story of how my dad suffered uncompensated on-the-job injuries as a non-union electrician, but thereafter led a movement to unionize his workplace. So, uh, you know, so where, where did you grow up? Well, I grew up in a Caribbean island named Curacao. Uh, it's a Dutch island. It belongs to the Netherlands. And I grew up there until I was 21 year old. When my dad was a young and stupendously muscular young blood in Curacao, he was first starting out his job as an electrician. Back then, my dad didn't really know what non-union meant. This was an entirely new environment for my dad, and with new sights come new experiences. That was uh, a big, big step for me to uh, go into that kind of, because that's that's very industrial, you know. Industrial, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's very that yeah, that's very industrial and you're working around well, let's say there's a lot of danger also because uh there's a lot of huge big boilers and machinery and stuff like that. Being non-union meant that my dad worked for an independent contractor and didn't receive benefits. Now, I know what you're thinking. Wow, the employer really doesn't care about his or her workers, or these working conditions are outright unethical. Well, my dad says otherwise. So safety, they always take that serious. They always uh, uh, implement it. We always have job meetings. Yes, down in Curacao in the islands, this is what <laughs> we did, yeah. We have job meetings, we have safety meetings, and accidents sometimes is unavoidable. You could avoid them, but you know, you must be prepared. And that's why they, they, they emphasize so much on safety. 
environment that electricians work in is very unsafe. But it's important to understand that non-union workers like my dad consciously accept these risks, doing everything they can to provide for themselves and their family. Next, we see my dad make the move to America. My dad loved, and still to this day, loves Curacao. Unlike the typical immigration story, he came to America in the early 1980s because he wanted to be with his mother. Sure, the job opportunities and ease of life were factors as well, but he would never forgive me if I forgot to highlight that this was his main reason. Here, in the earlier days of my dad's time in the United States, my dad did everything he could to provide for himself and his mother. But non-union work is in every way, shape, and form very different when compared to union work. And his experience reflects this. So, uh, yeah, back in 1981, uh, th at that time, uh, they didn't have uh, much, uh, you know, a lot of these com private companies, they, they didn't want anything to do with the unions. Mm. So they just hired people. And of course, the, the wage was very low back then. And you're talking about working for like four, five, six dollars an hour. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, really, it's like really, it was, it wasn't, you know, things were cheaper too, but with the money that you make, there's not much you can do for it. So that Not only was the wage low, but it was hard to make friends as a non-union electrician. To this day, my dad has yet to mention a lifelong relationship that he made as one. So sometimes what I would do is like uh, I can become friendly with somebody else and talk to some people, mm. but unfortunately the the partner that I had wasn't like I said he wasn't sociable so he don't like to talk too much but he likes to work. Okay. So this is what we did. We worked. So far, my dad's experience as a non-union electrician has been pretty tough. He has had to pay his hospital bill out of pocket, work under dangerous and low-paying conditions, and he couldn't even make a friend. But all of that was about to change. And then what usually what happens is a lot of these union, they have the union delegates, they, they usually come around the job sites and they talk to you because they want you to join. Promotion. Yeah, they, they, they promote themselves and they tell you about themselves and then explain yourself, explain it to you. So they, you know, and then I know about it and I like the idea and I decided that yes, that's what I want to do almost as if it were a fairy tale. On one fateful night, my dad decided that he wanted true change for himself and his co-workers. So he became the leader of a movement to unionize his workplace. So then uh, I started talking to the other guys that's working in the company, explaining to them what we need to do to join the union because this is where the benefits are at and that's where we want to be, that's where we want to go because this is for our future. Hmm. So uh, I decided that I was going to start uh, organizing. But it wasn't all butterflies and roses at first. Actually, it was a long and difficult process, often at his expense. For the workers of a company to join a union, they must hold what is called a union election. If a majority of the workers vote to join the union, the company has no choice but to accept it. But this union election in particular was a bit more nuanced than that. And the company tried to overthrow our votes because there was about 15 of us working there. So what they did is they brought another 10 guys to come and vote against the union. Wow. And the guys weren't working there. So every time one of them came up to vote, I was, I was, gu you know, I was guided by the, uh, 
the attorney from the union. I had to let him know if these guys are working there or not. So every time one of these guys came aboard, I say, the word was that I need to say was that I challenged that individual. And then they would ask you, why do you challenge him? I say, I, say, I challenge this individual because he does not work here. I wow. have, I've never seen him here. I don't know this guy. He doesn't work here. Clearly, my dad is able to separate the truth from falsehood. While he is on disability for another unrelated injury, he personally goes job to job on crutches to tell his co-workers about the union and why they should join. And although he is able to know who is who and get all of the workers on his side, something completely unexpected happens. So after all the voting was done and whatnot, I went back to work Monday. When I got to work, they says, you don't have a job no more, they told me. It's what? just, no, you, you, you're not with us. You, you tried to get the union on in us. You, you can't. Why did you even come back here? The company's boss was firmly against joining the union, and my dad was fired for it. He saw this coming a mile away. So the end result was, yeah, that the majority of workers wants to join the union. So the company decided that they're not going to join the union at all. They just... Uh, got rid of everybody, the union took everybody, and the company shut their doors. Wow. They did not want to continue doing business. Then the union ended up picking up all of their work. In the end, my dad is very lucky. He was very careful because he knew that the company could have easily made him disappear within the blink of an eye. Especially since this takes place in the late 80s to early 90s, it could have easily been the other way around. After all, you solved the issue by chopping off the head of the movement. For example, since Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated after fighting for human rights, something similar could have happened to my dad while he was fighting for workers' rights. He single-handedly destroyed an entire company to help himself, his family, and his union brothers. My family and I continue to receive the fruits of my father's actions to this day. I had a, uh, you would say, like a career-ending injury when I was working on a job site and I had very badly injured my shoulder. Um, that was uh, promptly reported and uh, taken care of. Then you will end up receiving your disability and you will be receiving workman's compensation and all the other uh, your, your medical benefits continue to be the same for you and your family um, your financial situation will uh, remain where you can receive uh, the same amount of, uh, you know, income that you had when you were working. So you will be out of work, but you wouldn't have to worry about not making ends meet. After hearing my dad's story, I have learned to appreciate unions and what they do for workers. Even though unions saw a decline in the late 20th century, leaders like my dad, who fight for unionization and workers' rights, give me a reason to be optimistic about their future. My dad's union is sending their workers to the Amazon warehouse in Staten Island. There, workers formed the first Amazon union in the United States. My dad's union is a part of the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, and after hearing how they had my dad's back after he was fired, I can proudly say that they truly embody brotherhood. I have benefited significantly from my dad joining the union. Medical care, optical care, dental care, 
These are just some of the services that I have gained access to, and I will forever be grateful for what he has done. This is a journeyman's journey. For the Summer Youth Podcast Academy, I'm Jaden Williams. Music is from Blue Dot Sessions, and thank you to the Bell and Gimlet Media, and shout out to my editor, Ellen Frankman.